Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Here we go, JV. Who they? Who they? Who they say gonna be the Bengals? Who they? Who they? Who they say gonna be the Bengals? No! And we're back, baby! Joe's got a strong arm, and I want a ticket to Paycor, maybe we'll make a deal. Keep them together, we can get somewhere, any place is better. Starting going to, we got nothing to lose, maybe we'll make who day. Who day nation got something to prove. And welcome back to Fuck You, We, we like, like the Bengals. Luke Combs or Tracy Chapman edition? Tracy Chapman, fuck off. Tracy Chapman. I should have said Tracy Chapman first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tracy Chapman or Luke Combs edition? Tracy. Tracy Chapman. But I am your host, Luke Combs. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Schubert, sitting to my left today. Tracy Chapman. Yeah, daddy. Lloyd Johnson. Hell yeah, dude. So we like right before we were recording... Um, uh, also, I just want to throw this out there. I'm like such an uncultured shit that I had barely heard Fast Car until the Luke Combs song came out. And we even- get it. You work on tennis courts. You're that white. <laughs> Fair. But then the Luke Combs one came out, and I'm like, I think I had heard the... So I had heard the Tracy Chapman version doing like music trivia, like music trivia from the 80s, but I never really <laughs> gave it like the time of day and like... I don't know why it's taken me this fucking long to come around to how good of a song that is. Because uh, she's a lesbian. True. Black lesbians and uh, tennis court people they don't they don't generally overlap a whole lot. I'm a sub teacher now. Y'all can fuck off. I, I think you were saying the same thing I'm saying, just in different words. <laughs> yeah, but we were also talking about like uh, <clears throat> the the Tracy Chapman versus version versus the Luke Combs version. Yeah. Because an issue I have with like people doing like cover songs of like iconic songs like that is that a lot of the newer generation won't really know or appreciate the older version. They'll just do the one they've heard. Well, I mean, that's just time because it yeah. keeps moving forward. And when people are new, they don't experience things that happened in the past. So yeah. whatever. I don't care as long as it's the song's great. So Yeah. And, and to Luke Combs's credit, I mean, he is. I made... honestly have not heard his version. It's fine. It's- I just read that he kept the. I, I read something because when I first saw that he did one, I was like, "Man, fuck you!" Like, but then he was like, "I didn't even change like when it says checkout girl, it's a guy." He's like, "I'm not changing a thing." That woman wrote that song perfect. But I was like, "Oh, okay. Now, now we're, I'm cool with that. I, now I like it." Yeah, but I still haven't. I've never listened to it. Like, not, I'm not trying not to. I just haven't. He's never gotten around to it. Well, it just doesn't come up in my 
the shit I listen to. Yeah. Because like we were, because every week we go over like, what song are we going to do for the lyrics? And it's always a way longer conversation than it should be. <laughs> well, you're like, what have you been listening to? I'm like, books and shit that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> and stand up. Yeah. And like, I, I literally, I'm like, uh, how about Rainbow Kitten Surprise? And you're like, what? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> like if I read you the first 10 songs out of my fucking, uh, mine would just be like dumb metalcore shit. <clears throat> yeah. Let's see. Uh. Lloyd is going through his playlist. Getting Low by Dan Hennig. I don't know who that is, but I like that song, apparently. A song called Drugs by Ty Verdez. Oh, oh, T-A-I? Yeah. I know. Okay, I've heard of that okay. guy. Leftovers by Dennis Lloyd. Yep, that's your name. Peanut Butter Waffles by Ryan Caraveo. <laughs> uh, Devil Like Me by Rainbow Kitten Surprise. A lot of Rainbow Kitten Surprise coming up, I, I imagine. Breeze, Bre- Breeze Blocks by Alt-J. A lot of people know oh, that one. Oh, I, I know a lot of people know Alt-J. Uh, Ghost by Ryan Car- Caraveo. I'm not sure okay. how to say his name. Uh, my Head Gets Loud. Chalk Outlines by Ren. Okay. That's one of my favorite fucking songs now of all time. Uh, You're Somebody Else by Flora Cash. Okay. Leather by Jez Dior. So basically just a bunch of songs that like not a lot of people have heard. And and no offense to those artists. No, all. no, no. It, it, I, I just, so I'll hear a song and then I'll just put on like a playlist by that artist. And Amazon Music will just play things that are similar. Okay. And I'll just be like, bink, bink, and I just like the shit. Yep. Like, I can do it right off the dash of my car. Just hit like. Perfect. And it just adds shit to my, my you know, my liked, whatever. And that's all I ever listen to. Yeah. And then I'll hear something, and I'm like, boop. So, like, yeah, that Ryan Carveo kid, I basically everything he has is awesome. Fuck uh, yeah, Jez dude. Dior is amazing. I think you've showed me that guy at yeah, some yeah. point. He has a song called Cocaine that you that everyone would probably like. It's just a really good song. He has a song called Lucky Enough that's one of my favorite songs. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, I think you showed me him on a trip to, uh, what's that fucking coffee place? Bigby. Yeah. 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 I remember that. But, but not props. Because Chase Tracy Chapman won the fucking CMA Award for Song of the Year. Like 35 years after it came out And then Luke Combs won single of the year For literally the same song Just yeah. One was I the mean, OG and one was the cover Yeah I, I don't I don't hate on bands that do covers Or whatever because whatever As long as the song gets out there Like I mean I think if as an artist That's what you want right Like Yeah Like um, <laughs> when uh, Johnny Cash covered Hurt By Nine Inch Nails Yeah and then did you hear what Trent Reznor said When he, he first heard it That's not my song anymore He's like it's not my song anymore It's Johnny's Yep song. Uh, like when, um, uh, this is more of a controversial example, but when, uh, Disturbed did the Sound of Silence by, uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, it was garbage. It was, it was, I mean, it was very, (laughs) 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 they had a couple of those in that song. It was very, uh, but Rocky, it was, have you, so you've heard the, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't, it's, it's, it's. It's trying too hard to do something that you know is going to work. What do you mean by that? So you know covering that song. It's one of the... Everyone's heard that fucking song. Yep. Everyone knows that song. Everyone likes that song. It's in every fourth movie you fucking watch. Yep. So them covering it, they know it's going to work. But him trying to... uh, 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 His way through some of the fucking... Yeah. yeah, It's like, dude, cover something... That means something, not just something you know will work. They did a cover, so I'm a I'm a rock guy. I'm a little bit of a butt rock guy. They did they did a cover of uh, "Land of Confusion" by Genesis. That was fine. 
<clears throat> again, that's probably a song that he likes. Yeah. Not a song. Like, I think of Disturbed and, like, uh, what is it, Four Finger Fruit Punch or whatever they're called. Five Flavor Fruit Punch? Yeah, something like that. Five Finger Death Punch. That's it. Uh, but, they're like the boy bands of rock. Uh, they were just like, here's what'll work. Here's what'll sell. Here's someone what- once called Five Finger Death Punch the Nickelback of metal. <clears throat> I think that's unfair to Nickelback. Because <laughs> Five Finger Death Punch, they've done a few covers, actually. They did uh, they did House of the Rising Sun. Which, how dare you? I know. How dare you? They did Bad Company, which I loved in high school. Yeah, I've heard that version. It's whatever. It's fine. Yeah, there's. I mean, a lot of bands do cover, and they like try too hard too. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that shit. But yeah, and there's like a there's like some bands. It's like like there's a band called Our Last Night. They don't even write their own music at this point. They just like anytime a pop song comes out, they're like, "Ooh, are we gonna cover it?" And mine, it. mine, 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 <laughs> mine. And none of them are good. They had it was like a they're like a kind of a hardcore emo band, I guess. And some of their OG shit, like some of the shit they wrote was like actually kind of good. Well, but, that's the problem. Success success can fuck things up. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that, that's. You feed the algorithm. <clears throat> Which whatever. I ain't, I ain't here to tell them nobody how to make their money. I mean, fuck it. I'm, I, I'm not wearing a goalie's jersey. You're not wearing a goalie's jersey? Yeah. I'm not here to block anyone from doing anything. I'm here to assist or get the fuck out of the way. Yep. I'm, so whatever. I, I, Nickelback fucking Taylor Swift taking her new album for a walk. Well, did Nickelback do any covers? I don't fucking know. I'm not a Nickelback guy. I don't. Maybe I don't. It's possible. It seems like something they would do. That is a very good. Uh, Actually, they did. They did a, a fucking Devil Went Down to Georgia. Ah, that's again. How dare you? Um, Charlie fucking Daniels is a G. I saw him live with my dad, and it was one of the coolest fucking days I ever had. Uh, who did Nickelback cover? Uh, I'm not getting much. But yeah, they did. Uh, they did the Devil Went Down to Georgia one time. But I've yeah. been more surprised if they like covered like Quad City DJs. <laughs> I don't know why. That's what. Come on, Sam, and welcome to the jam. <laughs> that was sad. Just picture him doing fucking uh, <clears throat> Crucial Conflict. Hey. <laughs> Smoking on hay, hay in the middle of the bar. I like big butts and I cannot lie. Like, no, we saw who you married. No, you don't. <laughs> Chad. Hey, hey, you, you. I don't like your girlfriend. <laughs> I do a garbage-ass Chad Kroger. Uh, Chad Kroger does a garbage-ass Chad Kroger. Very true. Um, But also, speaking of pandering, I wanted to talk about this a little bit. Daddy uh, blew up on the internet a little bit this week. Holy shit. That I had no. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, there was a uh, you saw the picture, right? Yeah. It was for those of you who don't know, it was a picture of it was after the stripe uh, stripe the jungle. And I photoshopped the top two sections black of like black jerseys. And then I um, made the lower section say Steelers suck in orange jerseys. And I had no idea the magnitude. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it was like a two-hour Photoshop project, in case you're wondering. Uh, let no me... Was. The what? I said no one was. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, we are up to... Nine thousand four hundred likes. 
It's unbelievable. And it was shared. Like someone shared it on Twitter. And that itself. Whatever. Yeah, I know. Um, It got like 600 likes there. And it's like, and the caption was, who did this? And I jumped on it. I was like, I did that. Um, Let's see where it's at so far. Uh, I said, that would be me, good sir. It has 729 likes on Twitter. It was not even my tweet. Yeah. And I like it. It was so fun. And I, uh, I'm, so I'm going to the game tomorrow, and I thought about asking Billy. I was like, hey, can you print out this shirt? That would be dope. I know. But it's, I think it's too late now. But yeah, I'm, probably. I might try for, because uh, the, the Bengals play the Steelers on, like, I think the last uh, last game of the month. Yeah. So I might just wear that shirt. That'd be dope. I know. And I want to, because <sighs> there's a lot of content that that gets stolen on the internet. <clears throat> and Lloyd, I'm sure you know this. <clears throat> I don't like to stick up for myself too much because so, like, I'm kind of a bitch sometimes. Because mm-hmm. like, you actually witnessed this at Go Bananas one time. A guy was chewing me out in the hallway because he was talking and I told him to not talk. And he told me that telling him to not talk in the showroom was, quote, a bitch move. Yeah. And I should have kicked his ass out. Yeah. Said, hey, get the fuck out of my club. So daddy came out in the hallway. Yeah, you did. You, um, <laughs> dude, that whole time thinking like, Lloyd, please come. Lloyd, please come. Lloyd, Lloyd, please come over and help me out for the love of and God. And then I aggressively bullied that man out of the club. <laughs> what a fucking bitch. I, I don't, there's, so, this is going to sound, there's certain people that I just, I can't stomach people fucking with like my buddy michael that works at the zoo michael barry <clears throat> love that kid to death it, I, even his friends fucking around with him like people have had to put their hand on me like it's cool they've known each other since they were children yes they're just fucking with him i just I, my buddy sean I, I, there's just people i can't i can't stomach people fucking with yeah and i realized in that moment that you were one because i wasn't even mad at that dude i was just gonna be like ah, what? but when i came out in that hallway and he was talking to you that way i was like Please let him touch me. Like I was so. <laughs> oh God! I got to that like, like almost like my my mouth was watering. Like please, fuck! I dare you to touch and me. Like both of us. I mean, you always you always think like when you leave a fight, you're like, oh, I could have kicked that guy's ass. I'm convinced both of us could have kicked his yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a, but it, to me, it was more just that I would have nothing to prove. Like if I was throwing him out, just whatever. Yeah. I have nothing. I, I don't care. I'm not gonna get mad. Yeah. I'm not going to want to hit him. You do that all the time. And people are just drunk and disorderly and they don't give a shit. But like I said, just the way he was talking to you and the, like the way he was coming at you because you were being so nice. He was being like, like taking almost taking advantage of you being nice. Yeah. That it made me like, oh, God, I hope this guy I, I even just mistakenly brushes his hand against me. Yep. Because I was I was I very much wanted to punch that man in the face. Yeah, and that's he, when I realized like, oh, don't nobody get to fuck with my little buddy. Because also in that moment. I was like, I'm also a person that's very easily gaslit. Like he was like in the like there was like ten percent of my brain that was like, was I being an asshole? But I stuck to my guns. I was like, you were talking in the showroom, and he's like, were people complaining? I'm like, I was complaining, which by proxy means other people are complaining. Yeah, that guy was like, were other people complaining? No, because that would disrupt the show. You know that thing you were doing that everyone hated you for? Yeah, yeah. So don't talk at comedy clubs, please don't. I pre- I would very much appreciate that. Just sit it, like people that are like that, like are too afraid to go in the front. They're just like, hey, go pick on me. I'm like, dude, just sit and be a laughing face. That's all you got to do. It's a comedy show. Have fun. God. Oh. Ugh. Lighten up. 
So all that aside, back to the the yeah. meme and yeah. shit, dude. It was like it was shared on Twitter. It was shared in the AFC North War Room group, which. Thank God. And they're like six rings. I'm like, your team is the flukiest <coughs> five and three team I've ever seen. Dude, the Steelers. We're getting into football talk now. The Steelers have snuck out the most chicken shit wins maybe of the year so far. Well, again, I have my I have my. I think I, 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 we've talked about it before about how like they're one of the least penalty for like when they, when the film is studied the amount of penalties they commit versus the amount that are called on them it's green bay dallas pittsburgh and um fuck i can't remember the fourth but there's four teams every year that are in the top four and it's because it's where the referees train right mm-hmm. yeah and it's just like some of the biggest market teams so yeah but you know who else is a uh, um i you know what so the Bengals were like literally the lowest valued team in the NFL, which people say that as a as a way to like kind of rag on us, which I get. But also the least valuable team Beatles. has been to the AFC championship game two years in a row and has been to the Super Bowl in the last two years. Yeah. You watch your fucking mind. And they're <clears throat> going to get back there. Burrow will win a Super Bowl in his career with sure. Cincinnati. Sure. Yeah. And he will have Jamar Chase. He will have T. Higgins. Agreed. Yeah. I think everybody's like, oh, T's going to. All right. So do you want to talk about T before we talk about the Bengals-Bills game? No, whenever. Because um, a lot of people are saying that, like, uh, T's. Because, like, we as a fan base are so prepared for just shit to not go our way, whether that's like Jesse Bates leaving or like losses to happen. And we've mentally prepared ourselves for T to leave. I was mentally prepared for Jesse Bates to leave. Yeah. I'm not mentally prepared for T to leave. I don't think he's going to, I don't, I, think, I don't think he think is it's either. the same situation. I think, I mean what they were going to have to pay Bates to keep him for what he contributed versus what was out there. Yeah. And also people think that like, oh, Charlie Jones, T. Higgins replacement. I'm like, no, he's a go route guy and a punt returner. And and he's played a lot more slot than anything else. Yeah. Like he's he's a slot guy that goes on the, the go routes on the outside. That's kind of his thing. He's a like I was reading about it, I was like because people think like, oh, wide receiver must be a T replacement. I'm like, no, he's just a quick he's a he's a top end speed guy. He's like he'll get you a long catch down the field and I mean, I like Yoshi, but every it seems like he's just a red zone guy right now. Well, I mean, uh, that's just where he's being used right now. So, I mean, yeah. uh, again, I, I never like when it's uh, this early in someone's career and you're like, they're this kind of thing. They're the like Hushmanzada when they tried to play him on the outside, he did nothing. When they put him in the slot, he was great. Yeah, you know, uh, like I said, Charlie, he's either that go route on the outside or they put him in the slot because he's quick, but he's not the greatest route runner. Yeah. It seems like he's like a, like I said, he's a go route guy. He just runs straight and he runs fast. And if he catches the ball, he's fucking gone. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, every team has a use for that. It's like the Steelers used uh, Calvin Austin that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the Forty uh, ers have Ray Ray McLeod in that. We get like uh, Devin Hester, kickoff return guy that go route guy. I mean, we're whatever. just naming kickoff returners at this point. But like, look at saying, but Jacoby like, Jones. Th- yeah, th- there's a, there is a role for that on every team, is what I'm saying. Yeah, is, is the kickoff guy who can do that. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you look at uh, like uh, what was his name Trent Taylor, 
Yeah. Or uh, Trent Irwin? No, Trent Taylor, who oh, left, yeah. and he's playing for Chicago. That's a good question. Chicago. Yeah, he's, he's playing for Chicago. I was just watching that game the other night. <clears throat> I always like those games like the, the when two of the worst teams in the league. <laughs> but, he's, a, he's a bear. Yeah. So, uh, again, same thing. Like He used to be kind of a speed guy, but he could play the slot. He could... You know, do punt returns, kickoff returns, change. You know, kind of change his career one on. But it's like look at Alex Erickson. Yeah, everyone has. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Wes Welker. He's that's what he did. Like, more in 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 the early parts of late college, early. I think Welker was more of a. He was a <coughs> more of a Swiss Army knife as a slot guy. He, like he wasn't as much of a, a simple go route guy as a bunch of these other like Wes well, Welker. No, what I'm saying is early in his career. Okay, he was more of that go route returner yeah and then he got good he got good at route running he became like you can catch it past 15 yards down the field yeah, like so i mean also when you have brady as your fucking quarterback well that helps but yes. <laughs> but i mean also like you know they they would say he stayed with fucking brady after practice and worked all the and that's how he got good it's like first to show up last to leave so this early in someone's career i never like to be like like you're like he's a red down uh red zone guy yoshi Vas. that's probably just where he's been playing the most like yeah you know I mean, that's that's where they do more of the full spread, yeah. five wide out kind of like. So, yeah, I think that's just what he's being used for right now. But I agree. I mean, you look at Charlie Jones and, and Yoshiba, they're, they're good guys. They're not yeah. T. So that's what I've been. That's what worries me. It's like the T replacement because T is in like, I mean, I know we're biased. We're Bengals fans. But like when he's at his best. He can like he changes the game. He's a fucking he's a Megatron prototype. He's a he also reminds me a little bit of AJ Brown too. I'd say more AJ Green because he's more of a yeah. go up and get it guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean like those contested catch type shit. Is, that's why I was saying the Megatron prototype because you yeah. can just put that ball anywhere near that motherfucker. And he's he's got fucking long arms. He's taller. Like I've met I've met him. He's a tall motherfucker. Yeah, he's my size. And he is very much not my size. Well, I wasn't trying to say that, but I mean, like, yes, I agree. He is a tall. That sounded weird that I said it that way. My bad, guys. I didn't know <laughs> oh, it, to be like, it happens. Like, not like, he's as tall as you. Almost, yeah. Yes. He's, he's a big boy. So if you're going to replace T. Higgins. So what worries me about, like, people are like, oh, you can trade T. Higgins for a first round pick. Like, that's T right now is the sure thing. What makes me like my counterpoint every time for this is the Eagles Titans trade when the Titans traded AJ Brown to the Eagles in exchange for their first round pick. They used on Traylon Burks. Well, yeah, there's uh, there's always swings and misses. Yeah, and it's like you. I mean, I'm obviously more comfortable with the sure thing, even if it's a little pricier. What was that fucking Panthers trade they made for the first round pick? Fucking uh, they get they everything they ever owned for Bryce Young. Yeah, and then their the next pick was C.J. Stroud, who I know are playing the Texans. I know are roasting the Texans, but, but God, that kid is fucking way better. Damn, way better. Also, I'm gonna throw this out there. My C.J. Stroud take going into this season was aggressively incorrect. I, I was not convinced he was going to be a good quarterback, and boy, howdy, did he prove I, me wrong. I, Again, I didn't know. I didn't know a ton, but I, what I had seen, I liked. Yeah, he like has them discussed it on the pod or not, or, or if that was in person. But I remember talking about it at one point. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like that kid just—he's good. Like, 
Bryce Young, I think the Panthers saw Bryce Young as like a Russell Wilson type. He was like like five eleven, mobile. He can when he fucks here too. Uh probably. Mm, what what pop star would Bryce Young fuck? I'd say like Joe Ken- Jonas. Maybe. I'd say Kalani. No, she's too pretty. Yeah. Um let's L- Lily would stab him. Um <laughs> uh, that's Lily's girl crush. Oh, Kalani? Yeah. Uh any of the leftover people from Fifth Harmony that isn't Camila Cabello. I don't know what that is. They uh they had a few songs like mid to late twenty tens are pretty good. Okay. Well. Catchy. Um and Camila Cabello came out with a duet with Sean Mendes, like another when you call me Senorita. I was she born. also did one with MGK, I think. I think so. That sounds right. Yeah. We're getting off topic well, here. Yeah, sorry. But no, it happens. But wow. Um I mean, Bryce well, Stroud's also surrounded by better coaching. And worse players. He <laughs> You know how I mean, I know you don't play fantasy anymore. Think of how much an I I think of how much an afterthought Nico Collins was when like when he wrote that song a few years ago. True, we'll get to that. Um, like who were even the Texans? It was like fucking like with Davis Mills, Nico Collins was like, Oh, your team has this guy, you're fucked. With CJ Stroud, holy shit, it's a whole different ball game. Well, there's times where you know, like, oh, you have Eli. What receiver is he throwing to? Like Eli Manning? Yeah. OBJ. Well, I'm saying like back in the day, like other than like when, when I'm 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 comparing it to like when OBJ was out or gone. Yeah. Like who's he throwing to? Whatever. And then he would just have a fucking game where he threw four touchdowns to the same fucking guy, and it would yeah upset the fantasy. That's back when I was playing. Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, like Victor Cruz was like back then, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. um, but. We are there are a lot of fancy players to talk about on uh, our hometown team, aren't they? Fuck yeah! You know why? Because the Bengals fucking murked them. Yeah, we did twenty four to eighteen. <clears throat> Dude, I'm gonna say I think the score isn't as like if if someone didn't watch the game and they just saw the score, I don't think it tells the story of how. And the reason is is because the Bills got a garbage time touchdown. Yeah. With like three minutes to go, it was like Allen to Diggs, and then a two point conversion from Allen to Diggs. I was like thirty feet. From, I was like forty feet from where he caught it. But no, I'm just saying that to say that now. But it, you're right; it doesn't tell the story because like the bank, they had him. Like the the Bills had fucking no rushing offense outside of Josh Allen. <clears throat> DJ Reader has their fucking number. BJ Hill, God. Has who had a sack. Yeah, he. I mean, he just looked. Great. Also, my man Drew Sample is a beat. Like, I'm watching we him play. Stand Drew Sample on this podcast. I, hey, look, how many times have I said that that kid is good and people fucking have given me shit for it? I've gotten messages after <laughs> fucking podcasts of people being like, why are you fucking? Because that, that kid, watching him block, watching him play, watching him release, do, he does everything the way you want him to do it. So when Zach Taylor picked him in the second round, I was like, he fits our system, which I kind of found annoying. But but maybe Zach Taylor knows a little bit more about football than Zach you Taylor did. was on to something. Yeah, he knew something that you did. Yeah. He's not always right, Jackson Carmen. Yeah, um, well. Can't win them all. Yeah. But no, Drew had, it was like three receptions uh, and a touchdown. That was like 22-yard uh, 
just like a little check down and just sample ran it in and because I like the Texans or I'm sorry the Bills were like covering Jamar just nonstop like yeah. they're like it's like the way that the Dolphins played Kelsey this week it's yeah, like yeah. we're gonna have two or three guys on him at all times it's like hey that guy Jamar Chase fucking don't let him go yeah I think the Texans are playing him kind of dangerously because it's like for the dangerously for the Texans because like all right Derek Stingley that's your guy. That Jamar's gonna beat him a couple times. Yeah, you're not gonna. You can't man cover Jamar. That's no. just not. That's not. That's like saying, "Oh, I'm gonna man cover Justin Jefferson." Okay, well, you're gonna lose. Good luck. You're gonna man cover Tyree Kill. Uh, yeah. Okay. Have fun with that. <laughs> I mean, you saw just the other day, fucking Hopkins was. On, they were playing man coverage on Hopkins, and he was still fucking wrecking people. He's 97 years old. <laughs> Four receptions, uh, and like 100 some yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand. Some of these people are like, oh, our cornerbacks can cover anybody. That's just not how football works. No. Cornerback has so many more restrictions on what they can do and whatever. You can't just trust man coverage on people. You can sometimes, depending on the play, depending on what you're doing. Depending on who you have. Like Sauce Gardner, he be, he was the best defensive back in the NFL. I'm not saying this because I'm a Bearcat. He became the best cornerback in the NFL the moment he stepped on an NFL yeah, field. Yeah, but he's also, I mean, freakish yeah. in his ability. So, yeah, if he was a receiver, he'd still be freakish. Yeah, he's that good. Yeah, so I mean, there's gonna be there's gonna be people like that. That yeah, when you have some when you have a weapon like that, and a shutdown corner is a million <sighs> is a lot lot rarer. Than a number one wide receiver. Yeah, absolutely. And and the Bengals have. I mean, people are saying he's a shutdown corner. I th- I think he's very 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 good. But I don't know if I can call him elite yet. But Cam Taylor yeah. Britt is good. How many corners are other than like the sauce? How many corners are elite in their first three seasons? Maybe Darrell Revis. Okay, and he's another, a Hall a of freak. Famer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Other than the freak. You give some of these guys three, four years, then they become elite. It's just playing at that speed, playing, you know, learning it that way, doing it that way. They learn all the little tricks. They learn all the little. They do their job. Yeah. So, Cam Taylor Britt, I know that almost any team in the league would be happy to have him. Oh, my God. And like we said in the past, when the Bengals traded up only three spots in the draft to get him. You knew there was a reason. Yeah. They're like, we are unwilling to lose this guy. Well, didn't they uh, say afterwards that they were also uh, considering trading up for Dax if some other trade had went through that they had been contacted about, whatever? Okay. There was something where it was going to be another – some other team was going to trade for this spot and blah, 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 and then the other team that was going to be in that spot was needed a, a, a safety or what. Yeah. And they were prepared to trade up. Yeah. To get Dax. So, like, it, you can definitely tell the – I've said it before. Northside Sirens. But you know, like uh, the the head of player personnel, the the all the coaches that are involved in, in the draft way, like Duke Tobin is a genius. He's yeah, he knows his stuff. Unless he uh, drafts Jackson Carmen. <clears throat> well, Jackson Carmen had all the upside in the world. He's just a lazy piece of shit, shit bag of a person who, you know, there's some people when you give them a million dollars, they don't care to work so hard. Yep. It's like you can't you can't snuff that out on film, you know. It's like if you fix the, I'm, I mean I know I I kind of 
admittedly, because I'm a Defector subscriber, and I kind of turned on him when the rape allegation came out. Yeah. Because, like, when Carmen was drafted, I also wrote about this this week, so I'm a little fired up about it. When Carmen was drafted, I was elated, mainly because I was a Panay Sewell guy. Yeah. And there... Okay, so the Lions drafted Panay Sewell and Amon Ross St. Brown in the same year. And don't hate me for saying this. I love Jamar. There is a small part of me that's like, would I take Panay <coughs> Sewell and Amon Ross St. Brown over Jamar Chase and Jackson Carmen? Yeah. I, I think that's a – I'm not saying yes and like I absolutely would. I'm saying like – yeah, that's a, that's a thought that's worth having. That's a, yeah, that's a consideration that you're like, yeah, that would, because mm. yeah, the uh, Catholic mummy, uh, I never say his name right, Amon Ra, whatever the Amon Ra Saint Brown. Yeah, he's a mummy with a Catholic name. I don't. Say it. <laughs> his dad was a Mister Universe. Well, fucking good for him. Yep, he's from ancient Egypt. But like Carmen was like, he was a number one recruit out of high school. Which if you're a physical freak in high school. You can get away with shitty technique. Yeah, and that's you can do it in college up to a certain point. Yeah, and he was at Clemson. Well, I mean, look at John Ross. He was fast, yeah. but he couldn't run. He couldn't run a route to save his fucking life. Well, if you're the fastest guy in NFL draft history, you can outrun. Like you don't have to make contested catches. <clears throat> you just run past a guy, and they're gonna bomb it downfield. You're already gonna be ten yards past him. I could make those catches. Right, which that's fine, but when it comes to like, oh, hey, we need you to run this route, and every team does film study, and they're like, who cares? If he's not on a go route, don't even bother fucking covering him. He's he's going to fuck up. He doesn't know what he's doing. Like, Yeah. Like, it's easy to defend a guy like that if they're not also good. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, there's freaks that you can have, like, uh, like DeMarcus Ware. Yeah. That guy wasn't going to stunt. He wasn't going to fucking do something. He was going to overpower you. Yeah. If you had someone that could hold up to his 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 rush the first quarter of a game, whatever, you don't got to double-team him anymore. Yeah. Like, look at Jadavion Clowney. He was, like, one of the biggest <laughs> physical freaks to ever come into the NFL draft. Yeah. And he had moments where he was very, very good in the NFL, but for the most part, he's just been like a journeyman. Yeah, but, I mean, that's 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 that same thing of, like, I think the – I hate to say about one of our guys, but like the Cordell Volson. I think once you get a lot of money and life gets easy – some people just don't work. Well, because Volson in his first year had to battle Carmen for the left guard spot. Yeah, he he, he it, everything he had been working for his whole life relied on him doing something a certain way. Yep, and now that he has the job, it's just like he goes. I mean, granted, he's had good games, he's had tough games, but I saw a post because uh, like right now his job is safe. Yeah, I, I saw a post from somebody who works at a restaurant. And they were like, he comes in here three times a week. Which restaurant? I don't remember. It, it was a name I didn't recognize when. It, but the 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 post was like, "Hey," <clears throat> like had pictures of Olsen and the, the you know the person didn't have their name in there or whatever. Okay. I don't even remember if they said the restaurant, but they did have pictures of him just sitting in a chair, <laughs> and three different outfits. Like this was this week, really. <laughs> <clears throat> and like all three of them, it's like him eating pasta and fucking like. Get your carbs in. Yeah, that's which is fine. It's not what he's eating. It's more just like the. If he's just living up, like having money and whatever, and he's just yeah, maybe that's not. Maybe he needs someone to. 
I mean, he's like a small town kid, came from North Dakota State, and he went from North Dakota State to fucking Cincinnati, Ohio. He just found out that spaghetti exists. They don't have that in North Dakota. <laughs> they barely have food. No, they have food. It's just steak, potatoes, and corn. It's just it's just one Cracker Barrel that everyone just gravitates towards. I mean, if there's anywhere that Cracker Barrel is apt, <laughs> is aptly named, it is the Dakotas. Yeah, it's like the Blake's joke where he said Cracker. I think Cracker Barrel is the most honest restaurant name of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or uh, what's uh, what's Weir's? He's like, I'm not saying you're racist if you eat at Cracker Barrel. But I am saying racists eat at Cracker Barrel. It's <laughs> too on the nose. It's yeah. perfectly net. Yeah. But let's get back to uh, what time are we at? Uh, 35. Hell yeah. Uh, let's get back to the bangies here. Uh, Burrow, 31 of 44 for 348 yards. Sexy. Dude. And... And two touchdowns, one to the aforementioned Drew Sample, and the other one to a little bit of a surprise, Irv Smith. Yeah, who yeah, had that on their parlay? Uh, not anyone who's watching him play. Most Irv of the Smith and Drew Sample, touch, two touchdown parlay? Yeah. That would have won you some money. But that also, I mean, that's a crazy fucking bet. I know. Uh, only Burrow could have made that bet. Maybe he did. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? We're not... We're not an official Bengals podcast. We don't know shit. We're just fans who make memes about the Steelers sucking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joe Mixon. And I still think about your communication where it's, someone said, I guess the Steelers <laughs> fans can just read books to, for the rest of the night, and then you said Steelers fans can't read. <laughs> yeah. Come on. No, they can't. Um, Mixon was just kind of a slow night for him. 14 carries, 37 yards. But he did what them. he was supposed to do. Yep. All he needed to do. Um, and five receptions, 431 yards. Receivers. Uh, T. Higgins, eight receptions for a buck ten. He looked good. Great. Uh, Tyler Boyd. T- he, Tyler Boyd has just had like such a consistent season. Three Again, receptions, fifty six yards. I hope they don't let him go. He's I, the most underrated Bengal of the last five years. I agree. He is an, uh, a solid number two on any team in the league. Yep. My buddy Matt, who's a 49ers fan, is like Tyler Boyd's the best third receiver in the league. I think he would be in the talks for best second receiver in the league, other than we have T. There's a few. Uh, Jalen Waddle is disgusting. Javante Smith that's is just in the pretty, talks. pretty good. Or at least considered like you know a good number two. Yes. Um, I kind of grouped this one together in the slideshow, but our tight ends, 10 receptions, 101 yards, and two touchdowns. Wow. I think with them... Elevating Tanner Hudson. Yeah. This is something I I was I don't know if it was on Bengal Talk. Sorry, Rapine, if that wasn't what it was uh someone said they actually added more plays with tight ends when they were elevating Tanner. Yeah. Because they don't have a ton, I guess, in the playbook, which is why like Sample doesn't have a lot of practice ca- catching passes in, in practice and stuff. They don't just don't have a lot that are designed. Yeah. Because the Bengals have never really utilized tight ends. <clears throat> yeah, I mean not since Eifert was here. I mean yeah. Jermaine Gresham. Well, Gresham wasn't even a I, huge receiver. Well, I was saying, like his wasn't even. It didn't seem designed as much as he was a checkdown guy, like a safety valve kind of. Like it still blows my mind that Jermaine Gresham was drafted ahead of Gronk. Well, I mean, again, it, 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 just imagine if Gresham had been on that team and used the way he was. It's nuts. Like I like to think, <clears throat> you know how little difference there is between a guy who's starting and a guy who's riding the bench, who's on the practice squad. 
How much? A fucking cunt hair's worth of difference. <laughs> Say that on Locked On Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rapine. Fucking take the stick. Come out on, your let's ass. go. Yeah. Come on, say cunt on the podcast. But no, like, uh, uh, there's a kid who, I think it was the Carolina, uh, uh, Chicago game the other day that came off the fucking practice squad and is now in like four games he's almost tied with the best receiver on their team. And they're like, well, he never showed, you know, this much, Bubba, and you put him in a For game. For Carolina or Chicago? I think Carolina. I can't remember the kid's name, but he, he he literally was elevated off the practice squad like four games ago or something. What position? Wide receiver. Okay. Um, and he rivals literally like any other receiver on the team now, stats-wise. Yeah, except so. save for Thielen. <clears throat> yeah, I'm saying like a, a poetic license. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, that's all right. But yeah, yeah it's fucking, wild to think like, you know, I mean, remember Rex Burkhead was a fucking practice squad player. At one yeah, time. he was like a late round pick, and then he just became like this kind of postseason hero with the with the Patriots, just making clutch runs. And but they said like, you know, him playing in practice and him playing on the field. Like uh, uh, I think it was an interview with Belichick. He was talking about just like the way that that guy recognizes other people's bodies around him and how he moves when in that play. You can't simulate a real game until they're in a real game. Yep. You can try. Like you can have like. Say, like, for the Bengals, for example, you can have, like, Mike Hilton going up against Tyler Boyd in practice. But it's like, I mean, they're going full speed, but it's not a game situation. Yeah, where you're so just going drive after, or, like, play after play after play after play. Yeah, and who can do it consistently, who... Which Boyd has been egregiously consistent. Also, can we fucking talk about Mike Hilton? Yeah, that man is a fucking... He had ten solo tackles on the game. Yeah, that's... That's for a guy, uh, unreal. Uh, it sounds crazy to say for a guy his age, he's like fucking 10 years younger than me or something. Very true. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's people that they get better every year. And there's guys who, who try that hard every time because that's just what they love to do and what they want to do. And I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. Let me uh, pull up. Uh, oh, boy. Fucking. I'm going to pull it up on the noise here because I have a, a Bengals by the numbers. Uh, article that I wrote for uh, a website I've been doing. What's the website? Uh, the Noise. You are bad at promotion. Where do they find The Noise? Thenoise.com. And is there a Facebook group? Is it on Instagram? Is it- uh, Bengals Noise on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to be promoting some stuff on like Hootay Nation that I write. Um, here is the article. Um, also, fuck. So it is now week 10, correct? Probably. It is week 10. Last Sunday was the Bengals' first win against (laughs) an AFC team this year. Cool. But you know what? We'll take it. Um, It was also T. Higgins' first game of the year, breaking the century mark in receiving yards. Also, speaking of receiving yards, Jamar Chase had four receptions for 41 yards. Didn't need him. They covered the shit out of him. They did their job, but they let the other guys do it. Hey, sometimes a decoy is just as important as the guy catching the pass. Kyle Pitts is screaming and kicking and punching the air right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Andre Yoshivas had a nine-yard reception. Uh, let's see here. The Bengals only give up one sack. Yeah. Um. Also, fucking like we said, Cam Taylor Britt had um a pit like he was covering Gabe Davis. And just had that fucking leaping interception. Beautiful. Gabe Davis had no receptions on the day. 
Well, you, you we did. You talk about Cam Taylor Britt. You're like, he's not. A, I don't know if I'd call him elite yet. 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 Um, let's see. Dalton Kincaid kind of blew up for them. Uh, the Bengals only allowed 49 all-purpose yards. That's fantastic. Uh, to running backs. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I know what you meant. But. Um, Josh Allen didn't throw a single touchdown until 3.32 left in the game. Yep. Garbage. Um, after throwing for zero touchdowns in three of his first four games, Joe Burrow has thrown multiple touchdowns in four consecutive games. Uh, let's see. Um, Burrow has a 10 to 2 TD to INT ratio over the last four games. Beautiful. Uh, let's see. Um, both teams had exactly 49 penalty yards in the game. No one cares. Um, Brad Robbins had three punts, all of which pinned the Bills inside their own 20. Which is why he is doing what he's doing. Um, Five Bengals players average at least 10 yards a catch, and Joe Burrow had his highest passer rating of the day or of the year. Damn, he looked good, though, right? He did. And people only talk <laughs> about your contract when you're performing poorly. Yeah. I have. You ain't heard shit about the 200 seconds. Nothing. It's like, so nice. Yeah, they're like, oh, he came in and smoked San Francisco and then the Bills. Yeah, all right. That sounds like a $275 million quarterback, kind of, I guess. Yep. There we go. Also, I think he's loving them opening up the tight end plays. Yeah. It also get like, because, like, with our tight ends, like, we, like, we don't have, like, with Mahomes, like, he can throw it 20 yards down the field to Kelsey. You're not doing that with Sample or Hudson or Irv Smith. Not Hudson yet. Not Hudson yet. Also, can I be a fucking idiot for a second? Yeah. I didn't realize how fucking long tr- uh, Tanner Hudson was in the league. Okay. Because, like, he won a Super Bowl with the Bucks. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, he's been around for a bit. I did not fucking know that. He's pretty good, but he's also played behind. Like, this is something uh, I considered uh, talking about. He's played behind a lot of good guys. Yeah. So he hasn't had the opportunities that he probably could have. Yeah, that's fair. It's one of those ones where, like, if you play behind the wrong people, no one's going to see how good you are. Yeah. If you play in a system that doesn't use you the right way, no one's going to see how good you are. Like, look at Hayden Hurst. Right. Which, my boy, I'm biased, but he played behind Mark Andrews. He played behind Kyle Pitts when people thought he was the fucking truth. Yeah. He, the jury is, of course, still out on Kyle Pitts. I hope he goes somewhere else. Please. You put him on a team like Detroit? They, ha- I mean, Laporta's been fucking nuts. Okay, you put him and Pitts on the same, you're going to, they use their tight ends in a way that, I think Pitts would flourish. The man has an equator level fucking reach. I'm trying to think of like a team that like loves to use their tight ends. <sighs> Miami. <clears throat> Miami would be not. You know who I think he goes to? Who? New England. <sighs> They're talent hawks, man. They are. I mean, they got Johnny Smith for a little bit and then they got. Hunter Henry and um, and Gasicki, they just get like all the veterans that are just like looking for to start anew. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I I think that's probably that's my I don't know. That's just my gut. Someone, someone is going to sign Kyle Pitts to a monster contract, and they're going to do it just to bet on his potential. 
which he still has all the potential in the world. Go watch one of his highlight reels and tell me that that's not an elite level tight end, even just his college highlights. Oh, my God. He just does shit that most people cannot do. Like, he's still a freak athlete um, in Atlanta. It's just like he's double covered, and Atlanta doesn't really have, like, a high-flying off. Like, Pitts would be Tony Gonzalez in a high-flying offense. Yeah, that's the thing. For whatever reason, I see him, like, Detroit or Tampa Bay. Uh, I could see Tampa Bay. You know who else might go after him? The fucking Chiefs. Travis Kelsey ain't young. Right. But also, if you put Kelsey and Pitts on the same fucking field at the same fucking time. Also, who else? You don't have to hunt receivers, which is where they're going to be worried about money with. Rant. Sorry. No, it's okay. But, but, okay, so we got, I got to head up to Milano's here in a sec. Um, but, dude, the Bengals can compete with fucking anybody. Anybody, right yeah. It's nuts. I mean, they've won four in a row. They got through the hardest part of their hard schedule, which is in San Francisco, in Santa Clara, and at home against Buffalo. Like, the hardest part's remaining at the Ravens. The Ravens are silly right now. Yeah, they're so good. It's, and, it's frustrating. And in Kansas City. I, that's gonna, I think the Chiefs are very beatable. They Oh, 100%. Because they like the, if I think Mahomes has – he's not – I mean, without Tyreek, I mean, it is a blatantly obvious take, but he's like – he's still an – I mean, he's still a god. He's also filming, what, five commercials a fucking week? Quit trying to convince America – that Patrick Mahomes is funny. It, yeah, it, ugh. It's gross. Yeah, I don't. They had to put Andy Reid in a commercial just to convince us that he was funny. I, I don't, I, I hate all of it. I don't. Yeah, but, um, so we, have, we do have some injuries this week because T. Higgins is out. Uh, Sammy Hubs is out. Do you think, I'm not convinced Jamar is, is going to play 100% snap count on Sunday? No, no, I'm sure he'll be on a limited snap count, which that's fine. I think they're they I think they've planned for exactly this and that's where like having Charlie Jones back this week. Yeah. Josh Voss, uh Irwin <clears throat> they have schemes where Jamar's not in the game. So, okay, so I have um I have a guillotine fo- I have a guillotine fantasy football league where if you get the lowest score in the league, you're out. I picked up Jamar Chase this week. I also have Tyler Boyd. I'd still play Chase. You think so? Yeah. Just because of how they use Tyler Boyd, like making the linebacker stay in the middle of the field. Yep. In between the numbers. Making your safeties, if they're going to play deep like that, you have to draw the linebackers back to get the other receivers open. Okay. Boyd's going to run across the middle of the field. He's going to draw linebackers with him. Yep. <clears throat> I Again, he'll probably have, you know, four or five catches for 50 fucking yards. That's that's such a typical Tyler Boyd game. Right, and he might have a touchdown. But Chase will even chase it 75%. Yep. It's still going to be... You know, he might not be 7'11", but he's going to be 5'11". Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? He's still going to be open most of the fucking time. Like, 
He's going to be IHOP. Right. He. I mean, he... He might need some maintenance here at 4 in the morning, but for the most part, he's open. Yeah, he's going to be Waffle House this week. Oh, yeah. Um. So how do you beat the Texans this week? Because they have a real high-flying offense right now. They're down a lot of players. Uh, 23, in fact. I think they. Had, I don't think they're out twenty three players, but I think they had like twenty three in their injury report. Yeah, but that's insane. Yeah, like Nico Collins is seemingly hurt. Um, uh, I think Will Anderson might be limited. But anyway, the uh, how do you beat them? Uh, I know I say this often. Pressure. Yep. Rookie court. You know, young young quarterback who is very good. He's very good, but he's not good when he's getting. Chase, honestly, I think this is a good game for Sam Hubbard to be out and hear me out on this. Okay. <laughs> so, they're not going to just put one guy in to replace Sam Hubbard. It's going to be a rotation of Miles Murphy. And Joseph Osai. And Sam Campbell. Cam Sample? A Cam Sample. What? <laughs> Sam Campbell. What the fuck? Hey, you I already what? started thinking of the next thing I was going to say, so my brain – whatever. It's fine. It happens. But – uh. I think that rotation on that other side is going to make it where they have to address yep. fresh guys in all the time. Okay. And that's when Hendrickson fucking... Is Laramie Tunsil playing this week? I don't know. Because Laramie Tunsil is one of the best linemen in the league. Isn't he 70? Um, I don't think he's that old. But he's still very good. <laughs> yeah, he is. I'm just... Um. So that I think sounds like an old timey name. Also, the Bengals like they have Chidobi Wuze, they have Mike Hilton, they have Cam Taylor Britt, they've got Dax, and I mean fucking Scott. I mean, granted, as much as he struggled this year, he had a huge fucking play on Dalton Kincaid. But also, I would like to say, uh, <clears throat> CJ's had issues with linebackers that that hawked the ball. And who do we have? Pick one, Logan Wilson. Yeah, and let's not leave Pratt out. Like neither of them are, are slouches at 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 ball hawking. Yeah, reading a quarterback ball hawking. Uh, I think if you can get him under pressure, where he has to go to checkdowns in the middle of the field, I'm not upset about who we have in the middle. To I agree. So um, again, pressure. <clears throat> have DJ Reader do DJ Reader. Have yep. DJ Hill. I think uh, you'll probably see a couple more of like the. Uh, like safety blitzes and the the the, yeah. Let da- like his remember when Dak fucking lit up Stafford? Yeah, because he moved at nine hundred thousand miles an hour. Like, dude, yeah, he, he looked did. like he was moving twice the speed of anyone else on the field. Yeah, it was so crazy. But that's what I'm, yeah, I, I think you'll see Anarumo put like more, <clears throat> more confusing looks. Yes, like I think you'll see a lot of stunts from the defensive line. Okay. I think you'll see somewhere Reader steps back instead of rushing in. All right. Because uh, yeah, that confuses the gapping for like where they if they want to run the ball. All right. Because, you know, the offensive lineman wants to come off and push. Yeah. And keep the defensive guy from coming in. Correct. And I've seen Reader do that thing where he kind of plays a little softer and come like he doesn't try to plow through right away. Yeah. Because um, that's, that's also such an easy tell. It's right. like, oh, this is his one move. He just plows through right away. That's, that's kind of what Trey <laughs> Hendrickson can do a little bit sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's what he's supposed to do as a defensive Like I think where Reader is really good is that, that ability to run stop, is that ability to not always just try and dash right through. It's like, So I um, I read this example online on Twitter one time where jo- like Jonah Williams 
when he plays right. Which fuck, dude, he's been so good. Everybody was like, "Hey, cut him, fuck it." If he doesn't want it, if he's requesting a trade, and they're like, "No, we're just gonna move him over." They know the talent they had. That's what I'm saying. But so Williams, I think at one point let a defensive end just get by him, but that left um, room for Burrow to make a design run. Yeah, and he got a first down, even though like the the, de- the defensive end just got in the back of him. Burrow's like, "No, I'll just run for a first down." Right, which. That's what I'm saying. I think the way you disguise the gaps, the way you you play them, it it makes it hard on on if the offensive line can do that well, it makes okay. it hard on defense. So if the defensive line can do it well, it makes it hard on the offense. Yep. So that's what I'm saying. Is the way that I've seen the Texans play, they'll go run to see if they can get it. Run to the quarterback. No, like they'll go a run play just to see if they can get any yards. Which their running backs. Are not very good. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's more like a, well, if they can get five yards, then cool. We can change the plays down. Yep. Because they're not. out. Because Damian Pierce is out this week. Surprise. And they, uh, they're limited to like Devin Singletary, who everyone keeps giving him chances, but he's really not fucking that great. I mean, he's. Fuck with me, Bengals. He's some AJP Ryan. He's. Yeah. He's a guy who can play the game and do stuff sometimes. Samal J. Wee Ryan. What? That was a really dumb Alex joke. Also, I just want to throw this out there because we got to get to the Barons pretty soon, but this wasn't my best work. Hey. How many weeks in a row have I been like, hey, guys, I'll be honest, this isn't my best, best, but it's, it's I'm not, I don't hate it. Yeah. But it's just, yeah. You want to get straight to it? Let's go. Let's go. I know you got to get to, I don't yeah. know. DJ Also, before I before I go to the Burns, dude, I uh, I put this on my Instagram story today. There was a meme that went viral, or there was like an Instagram reel that went viral from like a UD account. It had like 122,000 likes, and a Minneapolis comic like shared it on her story. And I was like, I like watched that story when I was 300 yards or like 300 feet from that venue. I was like, dude, I'm like literally. That bar that's in that video, I am 300 feet from there uh, right now. I meant to tell you, a friend of mine saw your uh, ADHD joke. Really? I was like, do you know this comic? And I was like, yeah, I just want to do the Bengals podcast. With it. Like, that was a really good joke. I liked that a lot. Thank you. Uh, who, who's your friend? I want to give him a shout. <clears throat> uh, his name's Steven. Oh, okay. I don't... We'll go with Steve. Steven. We'll go with Steven. Because I was uh, on the way here, I got a TikTok <laughs> notification from Daddy Milk 49 Yeah, shut up. Uh... I got a from Daddy Milk Forty Nine. This guy sucks. Again, any where's his reel? What's what's his stand up set? Have him do five minutes. This account is private. Follow this account to see the content and engagement. Well, that's what I'm saying, dude. I, I remember when I bought Elephant in the Room on Amazon Prime. Patrice O'Neill. Yeah. One of the first comics, first comments was, "This is the worst stand up special I've ever seen." You, I don't know who wrote that, but you can go fuck yourself. Patrice O'Neill, he's, I mean, I think, hear me out when I say this, and we'll get to the burns here in a sec. Shane Gillis kind of has this label now, and hear me out. Patrice and Shane are two comics that people don't want to think are funny, but they are. If you, all right, so... I, you see where I'm coming from? I see where you're coming from, but I think it, there's levels to this shit. Yes. 
Like, Shane's funny in a certain way. Patrice, you watch a special, he, he's he got everything. He's got every kind of joke. I mean, it's not all one lane. And there are, there's no comic, maybe... I mean, if you put a top five list of, like, comics who command everything about the event. Yeah. They, commanding stage presence. Patrice is on that list. Yeah, Patrice, Stanhope. Roy Scovel, Sean Patton, for fucking sure. Yeah, like there's yeah, there's guys who just do it a certain way, and they're they're they have enough of everything. They do enough different types of shit. Kurt Metzger. Oh yeah, dude. I, there was a lady walking out after he one of my one of the best shows I've ever seen in my fucking life when he was just at Bananas. Yeah, there was a lady walking out like that was the worst shit I've ever seen in my like she was bitching the whole time like he hates women and he doesn't like gay people and he's racist and I'm like, what fucking show did you just watch like? So, yeah, if someone comments, this guy sucks, take that as I can't do what you're doing. Yep, exactly. Because I was uh, I was just therapy uh, by Lloyd. Yes. Um, so I was just talking with uh, an ex of mine, actually, last night because she uh, so um, she wants some big hands back in her life. We'll see. I don't know. Tickler cervix. <laughs> but I was talking with her last night because she saw a comic in New York who had an autism shtick, and she's like, yeah, this was not funny. So apparently she went up to him after the show and made him follow me on Instagram. Yeah, that girl wants you. Oh, I She know. like it the way your dick tastes. Yeah. But. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. No, it's fine. But she was like, uh, we talked for a little <laughs> bit last night. Like, literally while I was DJing, I was like texting on my computer. And I was like. Sounds just, like a demanding job. <laughs> trust me, it was. Um, the texting or the DJing? Yes. All right. Uh, but I was, we were just talking about how, like, if you're a comic with a disability, that doesn't mean that doesn't automatically mean people are going to like you. Yeah, Lucas Waterfell. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I love that. Lucas. I do too. He's <laughs> he's so fucking funny. I bought a special on uh, Amazon just so he gets old. Um, who else? Like, like Wendy Nemo. Ferguson. Who? Wendy Ferguson. Oh yeah. I like Wendy. I do too. Uh, like fucking Ryan Niemeller. Like you have to like hone your craft and actually be funny and have good jokes. It was like I grew up in a comedy scene and in a club where having jokes, writing, and being funny are the most important thing in the world. Yeah, no one gives a shit. Of it. Here's the thing. Uh, Tosh said it and, and uh, Stan Hope has said a version of it. Nothing's off limits. Nothing's bad if you write a good joke. Yep. There's no reason for someone to love you or to hate you. This is more the Stanhope version. If you made them laugh. It doesn't matter how you got there. If you made them laugh. That's your job. That's what you did. Yep. It happens. But you know what? We uh, have some Texans to roast. Let's go. We're going to start with the mascot, Toro. So I don't know if you heard about this or not, but uh, DeBrat. She just gave birth at 49 years old. I think Toro looks like what that kid is probably going to look like. <laughs> uh, uh, Toro, according to his official biography, he was born on April 21st, 2001, or as the average NFL owner calls it, too old to date. <laughs> uh, so what, April 21st, 2001? Yep. So that's what? 22. May, June, July, August, September. So five months, ten days too early? I think so, yeah. Oh, I see I see what you're driving at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Toro is a bull. There's going to be some Alex jokes. I know. <laughs> uh, Toro is a bull, and there's also a theme for these jokes. Uh, Toro is a bull, making him far from the first face of the Texans franchise to be too horny. <laughs> All right. Yes. You have anything else on Toro? Nope. Do you have anything on old Janice McNair? Uh, she looks like she had her plastic surgery done by Steve McNair. <laughs> And she like said, give me the Logan Gunselman's grandma. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's an inside, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> Janice McNair looks like the masseuse the Texans hired to prevent the team from wanting massages. <sighs> hey, Browns, pay attention. <laughs> like why your team sucks said, I hope the Browns gave their boy a massage gun to keep him out of trouble. Well, just give him a real gun and, and well, never mind. <sighs> Nick Casario. You only get eyes like that from staring into the windows in the middle of the night for years. <laughs> like that man opens his eyes so wide. Like there's never been a person who you were like, hey, I really like that guy after I met him. If you can see the white all the way around their eyes. Yep. That's usually like he murdered my sister and we all knew it was coming. Like that. Yeah. He's got crazy man. He's got crazy people eyes. Yes, he does. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> this is a really specific reference, but I have a picture for it. Nick Casario, I dude, I gotta give him credit. He has really turned his life around ever since he was caught wanting a hug from a girl on To Catch a Predator. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's spot on, sir. Spot on. <laughs> have you ever seen that clip? No, but dude, it dude, I love that show. It's one of my absolute guilty pleasures. <clears throat> I, I hate the host so much, but I loved what they were doing. So I'm just like, all right, that's fine. Yeah. You want a cookie? Are you a predator? What? <laughs> that always fucked me up. Like, just the way he would talk to people. I'm like, you know how, like, when someone's like, there's like a congressman who's like rabidly anti gay. And oh. then it always comes out that later on down the road that they were so doing some gay shit. That's what the host of that show, that's what I always, I was like, there's a reason you're doing this. Uh, I think he did get caught doing something. Fuck it. See? Uh, there is a... So, when I went to Minneapolis last year, I'll be going there next week, actually. Uh, I flew into the Minneapolis airport, and I remembered... I tried to find this bathroom, and I couldn't. But you remember the Senator Larry Craig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where but, he got caught, like, blowing someone in a bathroom or something. Yeah, yeah, trying to uh, solicit. But, yeah. But I was just like, where is this bathroom? I want to find it. I want to be a part of history. You want to stick your foot under the stall and see if some dude will blow you, too? Like... Moving on to the head coach, oh, yeah, yeah. D'Amico Ryans. I love this so much because he just, uh, at the beginning of the season, he said, uh, any player that wants to play for the Texans had better be ready to practice harder than any other team. They will be hitting. I watched the clip twice. And now he has 23 players on the injured reserve list. That's not really a burn. That's just a statement of fact. Yep. Uh, he looks like Chad tried to bribe a, bre- bribe a ref with a hug. <laughs> and I actually forgot to write that down, but I did it on the spot. I like it. CJ Stroud. He looks like he was meant to play like the hunky QB that the sisters on Sister Sister would fight over. <laughs> like, see if this makes sense. He has star 64 face. Wow. Right? Dude, that's so good. All right. Thank it's like you. UPN face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just has like, there's going to be a dancing frog before you see him terribly do some 
<laughs> acting job. He's like that high school musical, like just like <clears throat> that, like diversity higher quarterback. He looks like a background singer on Glee. Oh my god! Don't stop believing but, but in you, the. You know what I'm Like that worked right? Like the, yeah. the Star sixty four. Yes. All right. So you got what I'm saying? All right. Thank you, dude. Did I literally give you like a fucking dreamy eye look after that? Yeah, yeah. I just I. That was one where I was like, I don't know if anyone's was going to get this, but it, I got that reference because right, as much Maury as I watched as a teenager, God, he's the best. <laughs> I loved that show so much. Uh, Steve Wilco's not bad either. Uh, CJ, I met him. Really? Yeah. Where'd you meet him? Uh, the Arnold Classic up in Columbus. No shit. Uh-huh. Um, CJ Stroud uh, regularly invites his team over to a team dinner at his place, which is way better than when Deshaun Watson took his teammates out for a group massage. <laughs> I feel like if he invites, invites his teammates over for dinner at his house, it's for sure just like dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets and macaroni <laughs> and cheese. Like this is like, what my mom made for me. He's like, I bought the good juice boxes this time. Sorry about the chocolate milk last time, guys. Like, <laughs> and Davis Mills. All right, so this isn't the best picture, but if you look through other pictures of him, he gives off the most like gay, per, gay for pay vibes I've ever seen. <laughs> Like, before he shaved his head, especially, like, he looks like every time you've ever seen, like, one of those documentaries where it's like, well, I got addicted to meth, so now I blow guys in the fucking park for $15. <laughs> that's what he, I don't know. That's what he reads to me. Uh, Davis Mills sounds like a law firm that helps you escape Me Too allegations. <laughs> Come down to Davis Mills, Deshaun Watson. Davis Mills sounds like the the firm that re- represented all of the uh, 2021 uh, Raiders. <laughs> Henry Ruggs, Damon Arnett. Yeah, yeah. I, my brain fucking stalled. Sorry. Um, that wasn't one that was written down. It was that, you know what? On the spot burns. That's okay. Uh, Davis Mills became Houston's starter during the, his first season and set the franchise record for most rookie passing yards and fewest sexual assaults since 2017. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like his quarterback coach from now on is going to be Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> oh, Lord. Isn't that McCown? I don't know. Um, let's move on to those running backs. Damian Pierce, who's out this Sunday. Why does this dude have three foreheads? <laughs> like, it looks like he's going bald in reverse. Instead of it starting on top and going out, it looks like it's going from the outside and coming in. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, Damian Pierce is a lot like a diet plan. Even with a bunch of effort, neither of them have done shit for me all year. <laughs> I drafted him as my RB2 in one of my fantasy leagues, and boy, that was a mistake. Uh, Alex joke of the week. The way he's run all year, he's been more like Damian Polk. Let's forget that ever happened. <clears throat> he doesn't deserve anything more than an Alex joke. He sucks this year. Yeah. Unimpressive. Speaking of unimpressive, uh, and I also found out this was uh, tweeted a bunch already, but I'm going to stand by it since I thought of it organically. What do you have about Devin's single-yard carry? (laughs) Uh, He said for this week he plans to block out all the noise and keep his head down and play football, which should be easy with those tiny fucking ears and that giant fucking skull. Dude, he's like fucking 5'7"? Yeah, it, it, you can't see it in this, but like if you see pictures where his head's turned, this, his ears look like they're one thirty second of his, the size of his head. That's it's, nuts. 
Nico. Uh, his song, Nothing Ever Changes, has over 9.2 million views on his YouTube channel. Really? And it was used often when riots at school shootings were being discussed on TV. Oh, wait, that's the interesting and successful Nico. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to keep doing those. Fuck you guys. Yeah, dude. No, they're fun. I've done them before. Uh, what do you have about Robert Woods? Uh, here's my Alex joke of the week. Yeah, daddy. He looks like he bobs some woods. <laughs> I need to write better jokes. Get it, Robert. Bob. Yes. Yes. Woods, wood. Yes, I get it. Like penises. He sucks dick. <laughs> uh, and Tank Dale. <clears throat> he looks like the baby fucked a fucking uh, bunch of broccoli. <laughs> Man, the baby hasn't been around. I mean, the baby has had to resort to fucking broccoli because he hasn't been around in fucking two years. Well, yeah, it's because he thinks AIDS is uh, not really a thing. What what was it? I don't know, it, it, all of the thing, everything he says when they let him talk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he kind of looks like him, and his hair looks like broccoli. So yeah. In college, Tank Dell played at Alabama A and M before a strong gust of wind forced him to transfer to the University of Houston. <laughs> I like it. Tight end. Dalton Schultz. Oh, you mean Fly Amazon? <laughs> uh, so he he referred to himself as Fly. In an outfit, and that's why I said Fly Amazon. Gross. Yeah, so I'm confused about everything about this guy. His name is Dalton, you know, like Roadhouse or a trailer park. Roadhouse. Chase. Oh, my God. You know, some upper class gated community fucking name. Schultz, you know, like the people with the bagels. Uh, his wife's last name is Heinrich. I am pretty sure this dude is so full of self-hate that he likes getting choked during sex, just like our uh, uncle. Fly Amundsen. Yeah. Oh, I, I actually get that reference. There you go. That one um, was for you. Do you, think, uh, do you think his wife divorcing him is called a Heinrich maneuver? <coughs> no, I think it's just called good common sense. Yes. Uh, Dalton Schultz looks yeah, like sorry, he... Sorry, I, I did not acknowledge your joke there. I was being a dick. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Dalton Schultz looks like he spends his free time photoshopping the words Steelers suck into the lower bowl of Paycor Stadium. No, he's much more handsome than you. Hey, shut up. I'm kidding. God, you get fat over COVID and all of a sudden all Man, the hands half ginger. I'm not serious. Fair. Yes, his skin is. Predictions and bullshit. Nothing. Fair. I didn't. A one for one. We didn't yeah, acknowledge yeah, yeah. each other's jokes. That, that's my bad. Uh, I think the Bengals can pull this one off. I do too. Uh, I'm going to say final score. Uh, <laughs> Bengals 714 Texans 6. Uh, I'm going to say the Bengals 513 to up to 513. Love it. And Texans Eight for how many books have been read in the state in the past six years? Oh, uh, and would you do 513 for the Texans for how many books have been burned in the past 10 years? Oh, no, I can't count that high, and neither can <laughs> they. I assure you, neither can they. Love that. My player of the game is going to be Andre Yoshivas. All right. Uh, Andre Yoshivas <laughs> is going to have 27 receptions for 600 yards. 20 touchdowns, two water breaks, bold prediction, 
Tanner Hudson takes off his helmet to reveal he's actually Shannon Sharp. I like it. What do you got, Lloyd? Uh, I'm going to say player of the game, Drew Sample. Love it. He's going to bring out the article that they wrote about him being one of the best pass blocking tight ends in the league, (laughs) which came out this this week. Yes, it did. And he is going to dick slap all four of the corners and safeties on the other team, which leads to him walking slowly, casually whistling a song, as he scores his first touchdown. Would that song be Fast Car? It could be. I th- I think it could be as well. Um, could also be Big Dick, but what? Yes. Uh, uh, my <clears throat> my bold prediction. Oh, I love a bold prediction. <clears throat> also, Drew Sample. Love it. Full Diamond Grill. Dude. You're speaking it into existence. Most Big Dick energy thing you can do. 100%. Um, fi- uh, real prediction. I think with the way the Texans are banged up, I'm going to say 31-20 Bengals. All right. I'm going to say, uh, I'm, I'm not far off. Uh, I'm going to say 35-14. Okay. Uh, I think the defensive pressure is going to be too much. Okay. Uh, looks like the Texans haven't done great when being pressured a lot. So I think Lou Anarumo is going to write it, you know, just draw it up, beat him up on the on the defensive side of the ball, and yep. just you know, it's going to give us too much time of possession, too many opportunities. Yeah. <clears throat> I can also see if they do continue using the tight ends like they were. Okay. I think you'll see Tanner get more playing time. I dude, I, I'm all for it because Tanner's been like he hasn't had much playing time, but the playing time he's had, he has shown out. Yeah. So. I look forward to that. I also look forward to uh, the Irwin and Boyd cross routes being there for him. I think Tyler Boyd has a really good game. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I mean, Jamar, I mean, with the limited snaps, I mean, even with Jamar's injury, you can't assume that it's like, oh, he's banged up. You can't, like, you still have to assume if he's on the field, he's going to be a fucking game breaker. (coughs) He came back, what, everyone said, what, too early after, what, last season in the middle when he was hurt. Everybody's like, oh, he came back too early and then fucking showed out with, what, 160 yards? He's nuts. <clears throat> I think that dude, is he's just that guy. Yep. He's 100% that guy. Yeah. Um, I think, like I said, Boyd has a good game. I think Hendrickson gets a sack. I also see Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt showing up in this game. I do, too. So. They're due. Um, finally. Dude, this was a really fun episode. Yeah. I, this, is, this is smooth. Yeah. Uh, plugs. Lloyd, do you have any plugs? Uh, Friday. Uh, at Chameleon Pine Violence Pine Violence there's a, there's a show Breezy Lee former guest she's had Lanning Pointer Chris Seamer we got just fucking stacked lineup it's great we're gonna be raffling off pies oh I like pie <coughs> I do too so uh, and I might raffle off some violence <laughs> the winner is that one guy at Go Bananas who said Alex telling him to be quiet was a bitch move yeah <laughs> or if you talk during the show I'll raffle out some violence. Yes, you will. Uh, this week I'm on the road a lot, uh, which means Lloyd, uh, I'm going to have a different guest this week. I'm going to be doing a Zoomy with uh, a very funny Nashville comic named Donnie Sangstack. I've met him. He's very he, funny. He did the headline bananas, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, okay. With uh, Dragovich. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, 
so this Sunday, I'm going to be going to the Bengals game, and then I'm going to be picking up good friend of the pod and funny comic Gretchen Schultz. I like me, I like me Miss Gretchen. Uh, her and I are going to be going to Hoppy Wobbles in Bloomington, Indiana this Sunday. The happiest place on earth if you've never been to Mississippi. <laughs> um, Tuesday, I'm going to be at Best Night Ever in Chicago. Fuck yeah, say hi to VA. I will. Uh, Thursday, uh, Wednesday, I'm going to try and be in Madison, Wisconsin. Right. I'm going to try to do comedy on state. I'm going to try and get on their open mic. If I can't, no biggie. Uh, Thursday through Saturday, I'm going to be in Minneapolis. Uh, I had to cancel the Don't Tell, which is a bummer. Yeah, well. Um, Thursday, I'm doing Sisyphus, and Friday and Saturday, I am featuring a Comedy Corner Underground for Steve Vanderplug. Come and check that out. It's going to be a hell of a time. Should be a great show. Uh, and Sunday, I'm going to be figuring out how to drive back. I don't, I don't want to drive nine hours in one day because fuck that. You have Adderall. I do have Adderall. It's eight-hour Adderall. So take three of them. It's 20 milligrams. 60 milligrams will have me fucking treating Enjoying people. your life? True. Um, Take us directed. Uh, you're a bitch. <laughs> um, also, check out my Adderall joke reel on Instagram. It's a fun. It's very fun. Yeah, it's a good joke. I like that joke a lot. I like that joke, too. Uh, and Also, Pine Violence on Instagram. Oh, yes, absolutely. And what else? There was one more thing. Oh, yeah. Sunday show in, in Indianapolis on the 19th. Yeah. And uh, if you're not doing anything Sunday after the game, come out to the Riff Show at Go Bananas. Oh, dude. Like I've said repeatedly. They're so much fun. Rand Barnaclow is the funniest human being in Cincinnati. I've lived with him, so. Fair. I, I, I not, Don't get me wrong. I think he's fucking one of the funniest people I know. But when you say something that nice about him, it's... Fair. I've known him since he was like 12. It's just hard for me to take Yeah. anyone saying anything that sweet about that little gremlin. You know what? They can get over it. You know what else we have to say? <sighs> One more thing. Fuck, Fuck you, Houston, Houston Texans. We, we like, like the Bengals. Why, man? Fuck you. We, we like, like the Bengals. Bengals.